Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And uh, we're coming off an exciting weekend. We partnered uh, with the Texas Scouts Association to put on an event in the DFW area with some of the uh, the top 2023 teams and 2024 teams around the state, invite-only type thing. Uh, more so on the 23 side, because obviously Pro Scouts, those are the those are the guys that they're focusing on right now, but mixed in some really high quality 2024 teams as well. And also one 2025 team with the sticks 2025 scout playing a single game um, on Sunday at TCU. But first off, Drew, how you doing? How's how's the week going? Um, well, how our fancy football teams do after after week two in the books. Um, fantasy football teams went four and one. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, with some monster. Some monster, uh, some monster scores because I have Tyreek Hill in a few leagues. I have Amon Ross St. Brown on all my teams. Oh wow! Like, yeah, that's that's my guy. But I'm gonna have to hope that Herbert stays healthy because I got him in three of the five leagues. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, him and I have Keenan Allen in two of the five. So those are some big ones that are um, that are. That I'm going to be watching, let's say, yeah, um, to yeah, check the injury, injury report. Healthy. Yeah, I, uh, but... I, I, that Dolphins game, like I, Sunday was was crazy for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving to Dallas in the morning Saturday to go up to DBU, and as I'm getting in, the, like I start driving, I'm like I get that face pain that comes with a sinus infection. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, a sinus infection. I've only had two in my life. This is my second one. So I'm driving. I'm like, ah, what I'll get there between games. I'll call and make like a telemed appointment back home so they can just prescribe me some antibiotics and get start taking those. No big deal. Um, so super congested, everything. And then by the end of Saturday, my ears started feeling really plugged up. I was like, oh, you know, it's just, it was like the side of my face that was really congested. So that starts going and I get back after the last game at TCU, which it like ran late and I'm just miserable. Get back to the hotel and I'm like, oh man, what's, what's wrong with me? Um, so I started pumping all the, you know, all the um, decongestants and all that stuff. And I've got a telemed appointment for the next day. And all of a sudden my ear just starts really hurt when I get in bed. It's like midnight. And, um, and then it kind of goes through this weird, not popping, but like, release type thing like pressure was mm. being released which i guess technically is popping um so look, wake up in the morning something came out of my ear um it was huh. not good um so i made an <laughs> urgent care appointment that morning and it was like yeah we think you have a sinus infection an ear infection and a partially rush ruptured eardrum i was like oh well, that's that's not good so got on some antibiotics. So excuse me if I still sound very nasally and congested. Uh, I think I'm hearing okay, although it hasn't prevented me from going huh to my wife a few times, just to <laughs> kind of rub it in. Um, so yeah, my Sunday was really really odd. I didn't get to as many games as I wanted to on Sunday, and like the NFL action, besides what the Steelers' miserable effort was, like oblivious to me. But that Dolphins game was was wild, was wild. Like like because I have Lamar Jackson on my biggest team. So yeah. I'm thinking, oh, they're just they're cruising. He's yeah. putting up a monster game. They were. And I looked back at like Sunday night, just scanning through scores when I got home. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Good, good time to have Jalen Waller or Tyree Killer, those guys. So I and I do. And I do. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are good guys to have. Um, I was texting you, I almost got beat by the Stefan Diggs monster Monday night, but I held on there. Uh, so that was so it was good what I said like they might stop they might yes yes because yeah. they huge lead yeah yeah I nice. looked I was like oh wow James Cook got 11 carries and I was like oh yeah just mop up duty they're just giving them some touches yeah. there so yeah um yeah my best team did well my other team teams lost but I still really really like those rosters uh moving forward so uh the, the most important thing is that the biggest team won but um yeah we'll we'll uh we'll get into some stuff here so we're we're gonna go through, you know. Drew and I watched the same game, the first game at DBU, which our scheduler has a nice sense of humor, pitting Texas 12, 2023 Maroon against Dolan's Dodgers Prime 18U after they had the game of the summer in the Manning League, where it was just a heavyweight fight back and forth, homer here, big hit there, just a incredible game. So, of course, we had to match them up uh to open the event Saturday. So Drew and I watched that one, and then we split up. 
Um, so we didn't get to obviously with with we had games going on at DBU, Weatherford, uh, TCU, Railroaders, and UTA. So we didn't get eyes on all that obviously with the games going on at, at the same times at different locations. So we're going to unintentionally leave maybe some teams off, maybe some players off, but we're going to try to cover as much as we can and definitely share a lot of thoughts that that we saw uh, kind of going alphabetical um, through our list here. But first, um, you know, a, a fun weekend. It was fun to see the scouts out there, um, you know, fun to kind of get over. Like I'd never been to UTA. I, I Believe it or not, I'd never been to TCU either. Really? Um, yeah, huh. yeah, just – the way it fell in the schedule always for, for Texas was kind of when basketball was usually going on. So I could never go up there and make a, make a weekend trip out of it. Never been to UTA, never been to TCU. Um, so it was fun to get out and see yeah, those yeah. respective campuses and, and things like that. But we're going to go through here alphabetical um, going through the teams. There, there were 20 teams. Again, we're not going to mention all of them, but we're definitely going to mention a lot of them um, and start off with, uh, with five-star performers, 2023 national, uh, I saw that I wanted to make a point and see them just because I, I hadn't seen them this summer. And I, I know that they're, uh, they got a lot of talent on that roster. And, you know, I was texting you, I think during this game, man, I, I left a huge fan of Ace Reese. Yeah. We'd heard a lot of really Absolutely. positive things about him. Um, tall left-handed hitter uh, committed to the university of Houston uh, he plays corner outfield and he can hit. Like it was one of those that like one at bat, you just watch the way he tracks the ball, watch the way he takes pitches, watch the swing. He was in a tough left on left matchup against Keevan Goss, who pitched for uh, Marucci Thames 2023. He's going to HBU, who threw really well. It was up to 90 miles an hour, sharp slider, 82, 83, racked up a ton of strikeouts. And Reese just sent a screamer back up the middle at him uh, for a hard single, had another hit later in that game. He he looks like a great bet as one of the better pure hitters from the left side in the 2023 class. And he's tall. He's going to fill out a lot more. He was uh, 4-5-0 down the line. I think he's got a chance to stick in the corner outfield. Um, you know, he's going to fill out more. I think there's going to be some power to his game. But I, I really liked what I saw from him. I really liked what I saw also uh, from Micah Kendrick, a TCU commitment, switching shortstop. Really solid player. Um, you know, Where's played on – Where's he go to school now? Well, what what we'll have to talk about that. So how how did he just show up to campus sometime recently? Or uh what's you know the rich get richer at Rockwall, huh? Like that that was a transfer in, wasn't it? Well, people just want to go there. I mean, you know, <laughs> people are moving here, you know, it's a hot it happening place, man. Yeah, I gotta imagine, man, with uh him and another guy we'll talk about, Braden Randall. That's quite the middle infield duo at Rockwell. It's gonna to be tough to beat that middle infield duo because well, it, well, they also got. I mean, you you might see Pearson Reebok play some middle infield, yeah. uh-huh. um, and then fresh freshman Dylan Cheek um, will have a chance too. So they, they'll have some combinations. You know, I've been to practice and they've got guys moving all around. So it'll be now when you go to practice, they did they put the red carpet out, or do they have like pumpkin muffins in the dugout, or how does that work? <laughs> No, uh, no, 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 nothing necessary there. Um, I try to stay out of the way and just not get hit by a foul ball or a, uh, like I did at the game last year uh, while filming. So, oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. So, uh, Kendrick to me, like very solid, played defense well in the dirt, um, on the grass, yeah. which I love seeing guys on grass because you got to get a feel yeah. for if they can really play there. And, Man, he's got a, he's got a chance to stick it short. I think all around, you kind of look at future average tools across the board. Maybe better in some areas. Um, probably an average runner, but plays quicker than the stopwatch. Really, yeah, really like baseball him. player. I think, yeah, I think TCU should be fired up about him. Um, JM Long nearly hit one out. Clay Van Hook's got to feel kind of like he's back at UT because UTA plays massive. I mean, it is like. The ball does not really carry there. Uh, J.M. Long nearly hit one out to right field. You can see he's got some he's got some raw power uh, in the bat there. Uh, Dylan Lester recently uncommitted, uh, caught a runner stealing with a 1.94 pop time, showed some bat speed from the right side. Um, I saw Colton Cross on the mound, TCU commitment. I believe he was up to 89 miles an hour. Um, you know, sliders missed some bats as well. There's some effort there, so he might end up in the bullpen at the next level. Bro. But- the stuff's going to play. 
there's some interesting high schools on this team because going back to A Street's Canton High School. Do you know what Canton's famous for? I don't think so. First Monday. I mean, you I know your your mom's gone there some point. Like Liz has probably gone there some point. My mom goes there. It's like all a the shopping time. thing? Yeah, it's a big like um oh. flea market, basically. Okay. It's in, it's in Canton, yeah. And then uh then Colton Cross, Arp High School. Who's from Arp? Said Art or Arp? Arp. Arp. Wasn't there a big football recruit from there? Yeah, DeMarvin Overshaw. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Don't speed through ARP or any of the surrounding counties out there. Um, <laughs> I get pulled over. Um, yeah, I knew Overshaw was there. But uh, it was good to get some eyes on this team. I mean, they're really talented. Uh, a lot of guys on this list. Uh, Jace Martinez, Colin Robson. Um, you know, I was bummed. You know, I, with my notes section I'm going to publish, I made a FOMO list. Like, these are the guys <laughs> I, I really missed out that I want to see. Um, you were texting me about Logan Simmons. Yep. And um, I wanted to see Austin Baker, too. They didn't get a chance to see him. But, man, 10 strikeouts and, and no earned runs across six innings. Ton of strikes from the left side. But um, Simmons yeah. looked like looked like a dude on the mound for these guys. He, he reminded me a little bit of Kyle Johnston okay. uh, from Flower Mound in Texas and now in the pro ball. But, yeah, you know, sturdy right-hander. Um, really attacked the zone. And I like he flashed a couple of breaking balls that were definitely swing and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of his. Like, he just got after it. I mean, he, he was throwing it in there um, and, you know, had some conviction with everything he did. Got a, got a first look at Ryler Smart. Um, and you can just tell he knows how to pitch, and he's mm-hmm. hyper competitive. Um, but showed good shape on the breaking ball. Uh, the innings that we had the radar on him, he was about 88, 90. But, you know, he was moving the ball around, changing speeds, um, everything you would expect from a from a big-time uh, pitching commit for Tennessee. So, yeah, um, yeah fun to watch that team. Uh, definitely some, some good arms, some good bats, and – you know, we, we know the five-star program always puts out a good product, so it was fun to see them this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I watched their 2024 team play a game um, at TCU late Saturday night. Uh, and, you know, the guy on the mound for them uh, was Grant Oreger, was up to yeah. uh, was up to 90 miles an hour with, uh, with some really impressive spin. And uh, five strikeouts in three innings. Uh, the slider missed some bats as well. Uh, fastball when it was in the zone, it could really beat people. Big, big physical kid. I think he was listed at 6'3 and it looked about right. I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, he's kind of one of those guys I think that probably ends up throwing a lot of really important innings in the back end of games at a D1 program because the fastball is going to keep trending up. I think the breaking ball has got a chance to be a really strong pitch. Uh, you can just see him being the kind of that imposing presence on the mound that can just blow fastballs by guys um, and, and miss some bats there. Uh, well, Brady Coe had a productive he's, he's game. On the, going, going back to Oregon real quick, imagine him and Braden Bergman on the same high school team. Oh, wow. That's tough. That's, <laughs> that's a decent combo. That's that's a lot of velocity from the right side. Um, a lot of strikeout potential there. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that's that's not going to be a fun situation for teams in that district. Um, yeah. Brady Brady Coe swung the bat well. Ar- Ashton Hartwig statistically didn't have a strong event, but I, I like the at-bats he took in the game I saw on Saturday. And then Drew Smith was the guy that he's another, is he another Rockwall guy? Rockwall? Yes. Uh, but Heath high school. Heath. Okay. He caught our attention during the pudge and um, yeah, you know, he was hitting lead off for this team. Um, took some good at bats. His athleticism really sticks out. Um, you know, so those, those are some of the guys that caught my eye from that 2024 five-star team. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we've seen these guys at some of our events loaded roster uh, performed well all summer long. Um, just again, like we mentioned, another good five-star team playing in our events. So uh, got to see them. Uh, who's next for you? Arlington A's Braves, the, the 2023 yeah. version, got to see them a little bit. Uh, this is a group that we've, we've covered at length, um, you know, coming off of their really successful five tool world series you know, we know Jackson Hill committed to UTA after that. He's he's a player. Kaiser Harrington um, had some bright moments as well. Um, you know, th- this is a team that's going to have, you know, I didn't get to see Nicholas Robb pitch, but he punched out eight guys in six innings, gave up four runs. I saw him during the high school season uh, during that freezing weekend 
with Keller and uh, the fastball and the slider stood out there. I think he's going to be a guy that's definitely going to be on the college radar upcoming this season, but um, solid team, a, a team that obviously that uh, D one coaches and, and college coaches have paid some attention to because um, they've got some commitments coming off that, that roster there. Well, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, you just, uh, they're from Arlington or the Arlington ish area um, and multiple UT Arlington commits. You know, yeah. that, that's what sticks out when I just scan the roster, but yeah, Clay Van Hook and his staff are, are definitely excited about those guys for sure. Yeah. And I, I saw the younger version, the, uh, the Arlington A's Yankees who were, you know, made up almost exclusively of, of 2024 prospects. Um, exci- a fun team to watch. I really liked the energy, you know, that's yeah something that like the fall can be hit or miss sometimes with competitiveness and energy. Um, it's, it's, you know, even when you slap TSA, you know, scouts association on the event, you still get some guys that kind of go through the motion sometimes. And yeah, it was hot. It felt like a July out there um, in the DFW area this weekend, but, but this group brought the energy. I, I really like the way they played their competitiveness. I think it starts with Rodney Haywood. Who's got some tools. I, if I remember right, he went to one of our showcase events it was like in the low nineties from the outfield. Uh, I think he ran like a six, six or a six, seven. Um, he's a twitchy, athletic, fast, competitive player, man. He's got a really infectious energy that he plays with. Uh, flew around the outfield, made a really nice diving catch that we caught on video. Um, fun player, man. He hit 400 uh, over the weekend. I, I left a big fan of his. A couple other guys as well. Cole McCoy, who played shortstop in the game that I saw on Sunday. Um, another guy that just handled the ball well defensively, was always trying to get a be a part of the action. One of the baseball, um, yeah. you know, was a was a very inviting guy, break breaking back to the bag for back pick situations, or um, he's one of those guys that made, you know, kind of taking hops at second base, um, look smooth and things like that. He played well. Uh, Owen Branch, an outfielder. Um, you know, facing some really good velocity, especially for a 2024. He smacked a leadoff double in the game that I saw um, Saturday night. I thought he had some bright moments as well. And then Harrison uh, Christiana um, played third base. Yeah, he had 625. Uh, he played third base and caught um, athletic, physical player. Um, he made a really nice jumping catch to end the game on Saturday. Really athletic play. To spring up there and snare a really hard liner. And then I saw him catch the innings on Sunday. He actually caught a runner stealing. Um, yeah. a fun player That's to fun. watch there. And then on the pitching side, um, 2025 prospects, uh, Michael Dobbins. Um, I, I left a big fan of his, uh, threw a ton of strikes, was up to 84 miles an hour, but there's gonna be more velocity coming. But it was strikes with a fastball, curveball, and changeup. Really competed well. Just one of those easy, repeatable deliveries. A guy that wasn't even really breaking a sweat out there on the mound, just confidently, you know, threw strikes in there. Um, I think he's got a really bright future, and is a guy that's going to be a, a definite guy that ends up on college radars. And then Mike, uh, Michael Bell uh, was up to 90 miles an hour. He's just scratching the surface. Uh, really long arms, high waist. He's going to fill out. There's a lot of projection there. Um, you can tell that there's still some some kind of some newness. To, to being on the mound, but you can't teach a lot of what he has with the arm speed, the arm strength, the athleticism, uh, exciting prospect because there's a lot of development that could occur there on the mound. And uh, I, I think that he's going to be a guy that um, as he matures, as he fills out, as he gets more reps, um, you're going to hear him talked about as a guy that's, that's, that's candidate to be a, a, a nice prospect on the mound for those guys. Yeah, and going back to my guy, Cole McCoy, um, I've seen Cole play since he was a really young. Uh, he used to come to our camps a lot. Dad was a scout that actually covered Texas. While oh, he wow. Was, yeah, while he while he had that territory. But, yeah, great family. Uh, Cole's a ball player, man. He's been around the game. He knows how to play it. And uh, like you said, he's he plays with some energy. So always fun to see him. Yeah, he's a player. Yeah. Uh, who do you got next? Next next one I have. Did you see Cooperstown? No, I did not. No, I was supposed to, um, and then my ear exploded. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, next on the list for me, uh, the Dallas Patriots 18U um, had a good showing this weekend. Um, Braden Bevilacqua uh, from Saxe 2023. I was impressed with him. Uh, he had a 
he had a good couple of days. I got to see them on both days. Um, Zach Makarowicz, uh, Bozier Paris Community College commit. Um, he had himself a pretty good weekend. Um, so you got to see Aiden Lamar throw again. He competed through strikes. Uh, Griffin Turner, um, super athletic. Um, he's been to some of our academic stuff, but just a, a plus athlete. I mean, he's been a six, four type runner, um, wow. at some of our events, but yeah, he plays for one of my high school teammates, Roger Kieschnick, um, who will actually have a couple of his guys for our academic, uh, event this weekend. But, uh, but Griffin Turner, yeah, super athletic, play some, play some infield, uh, shortstop third base. Um, but he's an incredible student. Um, so he's going to have his chance to play at an Ivy league type school. Um, but like I said, he's got some, he's got some juice. He's strong too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Cannon Kemp, that was my first look at him, uh, live and man, like Skip's got himself a new toy because there is a lot in the tank there. Um, I was really impressed with him. He was 89, 91 when we had the radar gun on him. Um, uh, and it is not straight. It is downhill hard. Hmm. Um, but, Man, he flashed a couple of good sliders. Uh, really impressed with him. That's a huge get for for OU for sure from Weatherford High School. Another guy uh, on that team, Cade Ladoff, um, New Jersey Tech commit. Um, the guy can hit, man. Like, you know, I I I know some people in the area haven't seen him a ton just because he goes to IMG in Bradenton, Florida. Mm-hmm. But man, like every time you see something about this guy, he just hits. Hmm. Like, I mean, he's. He, he's got some big time juice. I mean, we have, I mean, scroll through his Twitter and you'll find quite a few balls leaving the yard in Melissa uh, for him. And then uh, Uriah Walters, a guy that we've always been a fan of mm-hmm. um, as, as Uriah begins to kind of fill out a little bit and he looks like he's gotten a little taller, but he reminds me of Travis Jones, just okay. the way he, just the way he's built um, the way he's built and the way he moves uh, just a physical prospect and, you know, definitely has all the actions, has all the skills and the tools. So um, it'll be fun to see him continue to mature and get stronger and, you know, just play the game more. Uh, but the Patriots had themselves a good weekend. I like watching them play. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've always got some dudes. And, and unsurprisingly, they had some guys um, staying out there. Um, I was bummed. I I, uh, I had planned to be at a Weatherford Sunday and was going to see um, Dallas Tigers Bergman. Um because there were some guys I wanted to get some eyes on there, but um, looks like a productive weekend for um, you know Dawson Cleveland was a catcher that stood out the five tool World Series. Um, you know, obviously we we saw um, Caleb Bergman, we've seen him before. Um, bummed, I saw your strong cider was was a guy that I wanted to see, yeah. and he's he's on the FOMO list uh, because he's definitely one of one of the bigger names. And then Park Prater too was was a guy that that I, I put on the FOMO list because I wanted yeah, to see he, him. He had back good, on the mound. Good outing. Yep. Um, let's see. Moving down here. Um, I guess the next team I saw was Do- uh, Dolan's Dodgers Prime 18U. Yep, um, and they uh, Carson Preby through that first game for those guys. We I had just seen the Blue Jays scout team earlier that week. Um, you know, when I see him, the, the curveball has been more consistent. Um, he's got three pitches that are capable of missing bats. The fastball, the change of man, the curveball, both throughout last week at, at different times. Um, got some swings and misses. Uh, works for them stretch exclusively. I think that's that's an effort to kind of keep him online. And, you know, that's you know, with these young guys that are so tall and so long, that's just kind of the battle is growing into their body, throwing strikes consistently. And they kind of got away from him a little bit um, against Texas 12. But when he was in the zone and he was on time and online, um, he was he was a really tough guy to handle. And I texted you about this guy during the game. Uh, I My first time seeing Kyle Branch, uh, man, it runs in the family. Those Branch yeah. brothers can play. And uh, Kyle got down the line really well, 4-2-5 down the line, uh, made a really nice play defensively and a really hard hit uh, ground ball, uh, kind of go ranging to the hole at second base, made a nice play there. Uh, for a 2024 guy, he, he did not look out of place among a lot of 2023 guys. And you can say the same about Kendall Johnson, who hit leadoff for those guys. Um, didn't have a like productive statistical weekend, but you look at him, the athleticism, the swing, the bat speed, he looks like a prototypical top of the order kind of guy at the next level 
that's going to provide some punch up there. And the same can be said about Dakota Howard as well. But, um, you know, a fun group, a group that's loaded. Um, you know, Aiden Smith. Aiden Smith had one of the almost the play of the weekend when Jaquay Stewart hit that deep ball to the left center. And Aiden Smith, man, off the bat, route, quickness, like everything was so impressive in center field. I, I've, I, I guess I've just never really seen him play defense that much because you know in the yeah. summer you don't see in and out and yeah. you just kind of you know you hope your guys get some action or else you don't really you don't really get a great feel for what they can do and lately the last couple games I've seen him he's gotten a lot of action out center field he he can not just stick in center field he's a really good defensive player really oh, good man. defensive well, player you know he he did he, he on that play it's something we talk about like just the tenacity that he plays with yes. every game yeah. is something that like sticks out to those scouts, especially when they see you multiple times and you're just always playing that way. I mean, off the bat, I didn't think he had a chance to get there. I didn't either. And, and he went – I mean, he covered some ground and he almost had it. Um, but, I mean, even so, like just the effort and showing how far he went because he played so hard, that sticks out to scouts. Yeah. You know, and even when he didn't catch it, they probably starred that play, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, again, he's just another example of the guys we talk about that, like, every time out of the box, that guy goes hard. Yeah. Right? And that's, you know, I I always have a note about him playing hard Mm -hmm. whenever I see him. And so he's so fun to watch and obviously talented. But, man, just the way he plays the game, you know, if we had a lot more guys playing like that, it would be be fun for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Osenfort. The big uh, first baseman, left-handed pitcher. Uh, If it's still the same plan that he told us in the back in the summer, sounds like he's been prepping for a while, coming off surgery to throw sometime soon in Jupiter. Um, And I know when we were at Texas, he he was on our radar really, really early as a pitcher. So when we got to see him hit this summer, that was that was pretty impressive. And man, like you always know where he is in the ballpark Mm -hmm. because he is always talking. Like, and that won't change when he's in an SEC stadium if he ends up at Vanderbilt, because like you'll still hear him, um, uh, even over the w- Vandy Whistler. Um, oh, that's tough to do. Yeah. So then another, you know, another guy that just steady guy that makes all the plays, kind of rock behind the plate. Andy Neal, Army commit. Um, just you know, he, he's one of those guys you don't always notice, but as a catcher, that can be a good thing, and that's. Yeah. And that's a compliment for that position. Um, but I mean, he, he threw well, um, received well, he just all, you know, he looks like he's just always in control. Pitchers are probably comfortable throwing to him. Um, but just a really good player. Our guy, Josiah Mackey, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he had himself a weekend. Um, he's playing some third, uh, even pitched some, but we know that guy's a baseball player, Kyle Bade or body Bade. I go back and forth. Kyle, text me later i know you'll remind me but um you know fresh off his oklahoma state commit commitment um was good in the action that we saw um guy just competitor strike thrower so yeah um and lane know. allen keeps hitting too he does he does he he, he keeps hitting it's it's a pretty I, I, now that i've seen him fairly extensively it's a really consistent approach i think he understands who he is uh but he can cover the plate um, and, and the ball comes off the bat well. Um, you know, Brad Pruitt, who's heading to Texas State, um, threw the ball well, five innings, no earned runs. He was he was up to 91 with the Blue Jays scout team earlier that week. And uh, kind of got a reputation as a guy that that's what he does. He goes out there and throws innings, competes, wins a lot of games, can throw strikes on multiple pitches. Uh, physical guy on the mound. I think Texas State's got to be pretty excited about having that one in the mix. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, let's see. Moving forward, you didn't see GPS, right? I I did not. Uh, I did. I did see Lone Star. Um, yeah, same. Saw them a little bit over at UTA. Our guy Jack Brady, who's heading out to Arizona to participate in the Arizona Fall Classic with us. Um, Westlake 2024 prospect playing up with those guys, those 2023 guys. He can spin the baseball. He can really spin it. Yeah. Um. There's there's a really natural feel there for. For uh, you know, putting some shape on some breaking balls, getting some swings and misses there. Um, 
you know, he was up to, I believe, 84, 86 in the first inning there. And I, there's definitely going to be more in the tank over time um, through strikes and multiple pitches. Excited to see um, what he's going to do out in Arizona. And, uh, you know, Barrett Johnson really stood out to me. It's a guy I've liked in the past from um, from Johnson High School in San Antonio. I believe he's a UTSA commitment. Uh, really productive week in the batter's box. You know, this was this was one of those games where you could stand out by playing hard, and and he did that. Really competitive at bats. Um, just a guy that he can. He's a two way player. I think he's going to hit at the next level. But he threw some important innings um, for for Johnson in the playoffs last year. Uh, he's got a chance to be a really good contributor there uh, for those guys. AJ Herrera, who I believe is coming off of a U of H commitment. Um, Quick transfer behind the plate. I can see why U of H made a move on that one. Um, he's got some skill in the batter's box as well, but caught a runner stealing this weekend. Um, he gets the ball out of the glove quick and gets it down there. You can tell he takes pride in trying to help control that running game. Uh, didn't see Big Colt Johnson really get into any of them. Uh, he was close, um, but uh, we, we know that guy can hit. He actually ended up hitting 400 over the weekend. Um, yeah, I got I got to see I got to see a couple of those hits on Sunday, but yeah, I mean, he just you know he just looks so confident, just looks advanced as a hitter every yeah. time he's in the box, and he's getting. Yeah. I mean, every time you see him too, the body's getting better. The this play at first base, his footwork, mm-hmm. like he's just he he's becoming an athlete. And man, like I can you imagine that guy in the Big Twelve for a couple of years starting at next Park? year? Oh my God! Like he's he's gonna put up insane numbers. I mean, and I'm, that, and I'm like, I'm still I'm still making my call for double digit home runs for him in high school season. In so, high school, yeah. I hope he gets pitched to enough. You know that lineup is gonna have a lot of guys. So yeah, um, you know I know they're gonna miss Caden Kent and some and Ethan Calder and those guys, but they're just gonna reload there at Lake Travis. So um, I hope he gets pitched to enough because yeah, you I mean. If he does, um, there's not going to be a high school park that could contain that power um, for sure. So, yeah. Um, well, Trey, Trey Craig, too, he, you know, he he moves around the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, he looks to do damage every time he steps in the yeah. box. Um, I know, saw on Twitter he made his coaching debut recently. So oh, no. They just say big coach, big coach Trey over there at first oh, base. No. A really I good picture it. of him with some little guys that he was towering over. So, um, shout out to Trey for getting out there and, and, and teaching the youth. Um, uh, but yeah, we, we know that guy can really, really hit. Um, the, you know, the other Lone guy, Star, the Lone last... Star finds the, the guys that had the juice from the right side that that can play first. Uh, they got the 2023 version in Cole Johnson, the 2024 version in, in Trey Craig. Yeah, well, and then to another guy that can really hit Sage Sanders, another University of Houston commit. Um, you know, takes professional at bats and knows what he's doing in the box. So, um, I saw him. He ended, I think it was a triple. I think he hit a triple on the game that I was at. But, um, but yeah, just, you know, like you said, steps in the box and knows what he's doing. There's something to be said for those guys that, you know, just have a presence in the box like he does. Yeah. Uh, Marucci Elite Texas 2023 uh, Thames or Tims. Um, sorry if I mispronounced that. I should probably know that by now. Uh, I, I, one of the few uncommitted 2023s out there that, that, um, you know, really stood out. And this guy had a really good manning league. Trey Bouchard, he can play. Uh, yeah. There's some bat speed. There's a lot of athleticism to his game. Uh, he's got, I think, a plus arm from, from a corner outfield spot. I'd be curious to see if he could play center just because he moves really well. Uh, I had him 4-2 down the line, but he kind of gets out of the box a tick slow. So he's actually a better runner than that. It's just, you know, gets out of that swing from the left side, takes a little bit of time. Uh, but he can play, man. I, I think that he's a guy that if you're you're a D1 program looking for an outfielder, I would definitely put some eyes on that guy. Um, energetic. It just seems like he's he's kind of in the mix of a lot of positive things that happen in a baseball game. And he's uh, he's got some tools as well. So it's fun to get another look at him. A um, couple of rice commitments, Larry Drake and Tobias Motley. Drake had a really productive weekend at the plate. Solid guy. We know what he can do defensively. Um, it's a very – sure of himself in the batter's box smoked hit a couple of really hard liners through the infield in the game I saw. And then Tobias Motley, um, he was the guy that at this point last year is kind of excited about his projection and like, yeah, man, once he fills out, well, he's starting to fill out and he's starting to add some strength. He nearly hit a ball out to dead center at UTA. It was caught the warning track, which is 400 feet out there. And like I said earlier, the ball wasn't carrying there at all, 
and he, he it got in on his hands a little bit. There's some exciting pop off the bat there. And, you know, he's a guy going back to the Mattingly had a lot of extra base hits. The ball really jumps off his bat. I think Rice should be excited about his long-term potential um, as a hitter. Um, Zion Stevens had some bright moments defensively. ACU commitment, so did Lane Sparks. But those guys had an unusually quiet weekend with the bat. Um, but I think both those guys are going to hit well for their high school teams. Um, Sparks is a, really just a standout guy at center field. Um, HBU commitment. Yeah. He can cover a ton of ground out there. Um, Gage Kimball caught a couple barrels. You know, didn't have a great statistical event, but he swung the bat well. Uh, a fan of that guy behind the plate. Odessa College commitment. And then on the mound, I mentioned Keevan Goss earlier. I've my first look at him. I, shout out to HBU, man. Um, they're doing a heck of a job because that guy can pitch. Um, he's, you know, really strong, thick lower half, but I think he's an underrated athlete, repeats his delivery well. He was up to 90 miles an hour through the slider, got a lot of whiffs on the slider through the changeup, 82, 83 miles an hour with stri- for strikes with fastball conviction. The shoulder rotated well. There's there's some some good flexion in the arm and the elbow. Uh, I think that's a guy that's going to eat a ton of innings in the starters workload at HBU. It's going to be a guy that keeps his team in the game, gives him, has to have a chance to win a lot of games at HBU. I was, I was really impressed with what I saw from Keevan Goss. Yeah, no doubt. They, I, they had a, they had their roster was a little bit different from Saturday to Sunday, or at least different guys were playing. Yeah, there was a couple Matt, of teams Matthew, that were like that. Yeah, Matt, Matthew Tellis looked good on Sunday. Um, you know, again, statistically, maybe not his best game, the one I saw, but you can just tell he knows what he's doing on a baseball yep. field. So fun to watch watch him for sure. So. Yeah, he's he certainly got some hitter vibes. Um Sticks 2023 Scout, a team that we've we've seen a lot. I got some eyes on, on them again over at UTA. Um Parker Ibrahimi stood out to me with with the power. Uh, he's a big, you know, he's a physical kid, like, and he's got some length too. I think there's still going to be some filling out there, but he really got into a couple balls. And then uh, Levi uh, Reisenhuber caught my attention at the five tool world series. Uh, he caught my attention again out here at UTA. Um, he's, he's got some, he's got some tools. He can run a little bit. He can throw a little bit. He can hit, he's got a little impact. Um, you know, I, I think that's a guy that that's definitely going to have an opportunity to play at the next level and can do a, a little bit of everything um, as an outfielder. Um, play some center. Uh, I think maybe in the future he probably moves to a corner outfield spot and plays that really well. Uh, but he's got some skill and he's got some talent. You know, Austin Phillips didn't look out of place at all with the 2023 guys. Um, no, so confident defensively play. at third base, yep. soft hands. Um, speed of the game is just is not really ever an issue for him. Uh, continue to be really excited about about what he could be um, long term for those guys. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, sticks twenty twenty four scouts um, caught them a little bit. Uh, another one, I think there that might be a team that's roster changed a little bit, but um, going through there. Th- Josh Glazer has been a FOMO guy for me. I just haven't really been able to see him throw. Um, you know, Zane Becker had a really productive event, not surprising there, um, after seeing him with um, with the Blue Jays scout team earlier on in the week. Um, Cody Cashon's a guy that we've liked in the past. He had some moments with the bat. Um, you know, this Sticks program just continues to pump out guys. I haven't been able to see Kate Irons on the mound, but he's a guy that I, I think is is um, has got a chance. He's been throwing well recently. Um, but definitely a group that's that's going to attract a lot of college attention. And Dayson yeah. Hill, another another FOMO guy for me because I know he's I believe he's coming back from injury. Uh, right, has been throwing really well from the left side. Yeah, and then you know a couple more of our <clears throat> academic guys this coming weekend: Braden Roskis um, and Anthony Guerra will be out in Arizona with us, so that'll be exciting to have them. Yeah, I uh, I saw some of the sticks twenty twenty five scout in the game that they played. Um, Kind of the usual suspect, Marcos Paz threw two shutout innings, struck out three guys, um, didn't give up a hit, up to 90 miles an hour, throwing strikes with three pitches, kind of doing his thing. Just another day at the park for him. Uh, Braxton Van Cleve had some nice moments offensively. Um, a better runner than than I I guess I remember or recall. Like, he's a, he's a big guy. Like he's going to be yeah. a physical he's guy. Um, yeah. He almost he put down a drag bunt that he was going to beat out. It just went foul. I was like, oh, I didn't even know you had that 
as a part of your game, but uh, hitting at the top of the order for those guys um, had some bright moments, bright moments there. So did Hudson Knight. I was impressed with him. Kind of got some twitch to his game. Um, hit the ball hard a couple of times there. Um, Caden Mitchell had two of my favorite at bats that I saw in that game. Um, got on time to the fastball. You know, pulled a couple of really hard ones foul. Uh, then hit a really hard line drive um, into left center field for a base hit. Um, exciting player. Um, and then uh, Brody Kaylee uh, came in to pitch behind Paws. Five strikeouts in two innings. Uh, I believe he was up to 89 miles an hour. The slider racked up a ton of whiffs. Um, he's going to be a, a big physical right-hander. Uh, he's going to he's going to fill out even more. I think he's going to grow even more. I think he was listed at like 6'3", 205. Um, big, big young kid. Um, and not one of those like already fully grown, you know, guys that's just ahead of schedule that way. And uh, the stuff was really lively. Um, just a, another power arm on that 2025 sticks team that I think college coaches are going to definitely track closely in the coming years. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We, you know, we've talked about them quite a bit. Obviously, you got Carter Rutenbar, Brady Janusik had another massive football game uh, this week. I mean, he, he puts up video game numbers every week. And then we know JJ Drogo can really run. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you can just, you might as well just name everyone on the list for those guys. Because yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a good team top to bottom. And, you know, every, depending on which day you see him, I mean, there might be a different star. So I'm right. always impressed with them. Next on the list. Texas 12, 2023 Maroon. Got to see them in that first game at DBU. Um, a lot of usual suspects there. Um, it was good to see Jaquay Stewart really get into a couple. He had a really productive weekend with the bat. So I felt like with the Dodgers scout team, he had just missed a couple of pitches. Um, but his, his, his uh, strikes and awareness and the way he tracked pitches always stands out. Um, but, man, he can, he can really swing the bat and uh, had a very productive weekend. Um, Brayden Randall, uh, hit a three run bomb, showed some, uh, some ability to adjust, punched out the bat earlier and he got back in the box next to bat and was ready to, to seek some revenge. And, uh, and, uh, it, it's impressive how he's able to get the barrel to stuff, but also drive it with carry. You know, it's not one of those top spin hitters. I mean, when he, he hits it, he drives it. I mean, it's got some carry. He's got some surprising pop for a guy his size. Uh, recently uncommitted, I, there's going to be a very, very, very long line of high major D1 programs that are going to be uh, trying to gain his commitment. Uh, Blake Brown really stood out to me in the game I saw. That's a great, yeah. great ad for Sam Houston State. Athletic, explosive. He's got some twitch. He's skilled. He can play all over the place. He can hit. He can run. Uh, just a really great get for Sam Houston State. I swear Drew Markle is faster every time I watch him. Like he's just, he, he, he can yeah. run, you know, it's like every time I get a time on him, I feel like the stopwatch says he's a little bit faster than the last time I saw him. And uh, he ended up scoring four runs and a four RBI uh, over the weekend there for Texas 12. Um, one, one, Jack, of the, one of the, before you go to Bell, one of the things that I always love about this team is like, you know, they have three guys that could play shortstop. Or yeah. They rotate that, around but at least, Three that I mean they get to play short, second, yep. outfield, third. I mean, with between Braden Randall, Drew Markle, Jack Bell, um, I mean, and then you got Blake Brown who's yep. really good at second. I mean, like that's just like I know they may not realize it at the time, and they may, they may, um, but like that's gonna help them get on the yep. field earlier potentially when they get to college. But but man, like they just I mean, there's not really a drop off from one guy to the other. No, I mean, uh -uh. it's, you know, I mean, all those guys can pick it and those guys would all play shortstop for most teams that they play yeah. on. But um, just, this is something that always sticks out to me. Those, Hey, Liz, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but she wasn't yeah, very sneaky. <laughs> well, that was a flash, man. That was a flash. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, I just, I, I just always liked that. There she goes again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, the, the team's loaded. They, they're they always really good and competitive, and they play their game the right way. So, yeah, yeah. About them. Uh, Bell hit a triple, a couple walks, had a pretty productive weekend at the plate. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, Bradley Payne, you know, playing up with those guys as a 2024, I was, I was impressed with, you know, he had more impact off the bat than I anticipated. I'd seen him a couple times. 
but for a guy that's kind of like lean, skinny, wiry, kind of strong, can really run, uh, the ball came off his bat with with a little juice. Um, well, he just really... he just filled the Kendall George role. Yeah, right, I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, he it's just like he just slid right Lone in Star, there. Lone Star gets the uh, the big physical right handed power hitters in, in at first base, and and twelve gets the really fast, dynamic, top of the order left handed hitting center fielders. Uh, to put in there, like they uh, they definitely they definitely find those guys early on. Um, on the mound, saw Jacob Scholes throw, and uh, when he got into a quicker tempo and and got a little bit uh, better rhythm downhill, more consistently through a lot of strikes. I thought his fastball played up a little bit. Um, when he didn't, the control was kind of in and out, but uh, fastball up to eighty nine miles an hour. The curveball I think has a chance to be a standout pitch. Uh, the changeup is definitely a usable third pitch. Um, through four innings. I think that's the most I've seen him throw um, in a while. Just have a guy that I haven't been able to see um, a lot recently, but um, punched out four guys there. Gets a really, really good uh, Dolan's Dodgers um, lineup there. But uh, yeah, fun team. Um, you know, a lot of the well, usual suspects. La- last thing, last thing on them, Ty Dagley made a catch in the outfield that may have been the play of the, oh, yeah. the, play, of the uh-huh. play of the of the weekend from what I saw, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because that was – I think there was quite a few people in the stands that couldn't believe he caught it at the time, but he did, so. Another HBU guy, I think. Yep. They're just they're just racking him up, uh, building that class. Spent a lot of time in Houston. Um, I only saw a couple of innings of, of Trotsky, um, 2023. Um, you know, Jacob Tanguma had a hit in the game that I saw. Uh, just, a, just a ball player. Uh, just figures out ways to impact games. And then uh, Xavier Mendez, those two guys are high school teammates at North Shore. I thought he took some really good at-bats um, in in the game that I saw. You know, I, I, that's a guy that I think is going to play a really important part of a successful season there at North Shore. Um, North Shore area, you know, between Galena Park having, you know, Neomar Ochoa um, and North Shore having a couple of guys um, playing some good baseball down there in that area. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, I guess wrap it up with with United Baseball Club, who uh, um, they're like all FOMO guys for me because I, I just didn't get an opportunity to see them. But uh, I know you got some eyes on them, and it like looks like a, a, some guys had a really productive uh, productive week and a lot of usual suspects on that list. Yeah, for sure. That was my first look at Carson Wiggins. Um, that video was a, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is hard. And there's a lot more there. Um, big time, big time arm. And it's not straight either. Um, who else? Ryan Alexander, he'll be with us on our senior academic team next week. Uh, Mac Rose caught, you know, swung the bat. AJ DePaulo, um, you know, we those two guys we get to see on Wednesdays at the, at the Blue Jays scout game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, bring the energy, know what they're doing behind the plate. Um, my first look at Kyle Lockhart, he's got a quick arm, man. Um, I was, uh, I was very impressed with him. Um, I really liked watching, watching him pitch, uh, good arm action. Like I said, it's really, really quick. Um, Lathan Van Osdale, um, you know, another guy, he's a baseball player. You could see him fitting in a number of spots on the infield. Um, you know, just never overwhelmed at the right. plate. Like, just gets in the box and reminds me, you know, we've talked about it before, but he reminds me a lot of CJ Hinojosa. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of the way he plays and, you know, nothing seems too big for him, but uh, he's swung it pretty well. Um, let's see who else. Will Johnson had a nice weekend. A guy that's, that's definitely caught our attention before. Yep. Yep. And I think he caught the attention of the, um, who was it? The Patriots too. They, they they had a little back and forth going on with Uh-oh. third base dugout when he was there. We there. go. So, yeah, I prefer the, that than sleepwalking through any of these games. Let's get some let's get some juices flowing. Yeah, it made the um, made the the late game on Saturday a little bit more a uh, little bit more inviting. I think I think it was the Patriots. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the Doolins game, but yeah, it was. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was the Patriots. So, but yeah, no, he but he had a good game. He backed it up. You know, went out, you know, they're chirping at him. He goes out there, gets a hit. Um, kept chirping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he had he definitely had a, he had a good weekend for sure. 
Well, that about that wraps us up. So we uh, unfortunately didn't get to see everybody, um, but man, we saw a lot, and our video team covered a lot too. There's a lot of highlights uh, floating out there from from what was a successful, um, fun weekend out there in the DFW. And thanks to the Texas Scouts Association for kind of teaming up with us and and helping put that on. And you know, I know I saw a bunch of scouts out there definitely get some looks. Um, at some of those 2023 prospects as well and probably doing a little homework on, on you know seeing those any 2024 guys that are catching catching their attention you know put on the old follow list and and, and uh definitely remember those guys when it comes time to really heavily scout that group um in the future next year but uh we're both off to uh to arizona this evening uh out to phoenix for yeah. the uh, arizona fall classic with our academic teams um, we have two underclass teams that are going to be participating this weekend, um, followed by the senior group uh, the following weekend. Uh, but we'll both be out there with the underclass group, and um, we'll have full coverage from, from out there and uh, full kind of recap episode uh, as we, when we come back from Arizona. Um, unfortunately, the rosters have still been a little bit in flux, um, even kind of up to the buzzer here. Um, you know, trying to finalize those as we head out there, getting some help from uh, from some guys in the Phoenix area. But um, really, really excited to, to go out there and be a part of that. I know we've, you know, we've spent a lot of time, Drew, you especially spent a ton of time um, kind of building these rosters and going through our notes and, and uh, doing the best job we can to really find guys that fit what this is supposed to be about. You know, not just the skill and the talent, but the type of guy that we put them out there in the field, those academic programs know, hey, this guy checks those boxes. You know, I, I can recruit this guy. And this is a heavily attended event, not just by academic schools. I mean, there's a lot of really big time D1 programs that go out there, uh, D2 programs, um, you know, JUCO programs. You just go down the list. It's a really heavily attended event by college coaches. And it'll be really fun, you know, being out there at those spring training complex facilities um, and playing out there out in Phoenix. So um, looking forward to heading out there to Arizona and, uh, you know, we'll have a full recap of, uh, of our guys. Um, let's hope our victorious guys uh, when we come back uh, from Arizona late Sunday night and then uh, talk about those guys. Uh, yeah. This next is week. one of the favorite things of ours that we do um, just, you know, get some guys an opportunity, you know, we get to go out there and see a lot of, a lot of the West coast schools go out mm-hmm. there and get a bunch of the Ivy league schools out there. And, you know, I think I'm looking forward to it because I think, you know, this 24 group has been, uh, let's call it less heavily scouted than the junior classes the last couple of years with the, um, with the portal coming online. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of the coaches didn't get out to get it, get to get out and see them as much, um, as they normally would for this time of year. But, Excited to get out there with these guys. We've got a stacked roster. Um, guys that can, you know, we've got some two-way guys, some guys that can pitch. Uh, I know we talked about a couple of them already, but got some guys that can really run um, too. Shocking. So, Shocking. Yeah. We've got some guys that can run. Well, you know, like, I mean, I, I split them up evenly. Um, you know, for the most part, you have the Austin and Houston guys, and and I have the majority of the Dallas guys, but um, – yeah, I mean, I we got. I think I got a Houston first baseman on my team, but no, I I, I gave you some guys that can run. So yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't Mr. Mr. Greenlight there. I, I'm loading his team up with all the the plus runners. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see who ends up with more. But um, but yeah, some 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 big commitments over the last week. Um, if I can, you want me to rattle them off and we can yeah, let's go through them. So, uh, one of the big ones. Big ones here to lead us off. Aiden Sims, 2024 right-handed pitcher from Forney, plays for five-star, commits to Texas A&M. That is uh, a big huge, one. Huge get, huge get for for uh, Nate Yeski and Nolan Kane and, and Coach Slash Nagel. Uh, Luke Gill, 2023 outfield pitcher from Southlake, plays for the Sticks East, committed to University of Dallas. Hagen Shedd, another area code guy, 2024 outfield pitcher, from Canyon Randall, um, plays for off-speed, committed to Tech. Uh, Caleb Hoover, 2024 first baseman from Heath, uh, plays for the Tigers, committed to Oklahoma State. Jose Duran, 2023 pitcher outfielder from Eagle Pass, another one of those sliders guys, um, committed to 
Texas A&M uh, International. Some um, good baseball down Eagle Pass. They've, they've got a lot of guys that, that I like to end up going going somewhere to play baseball. Yeah, a good chunk of them played for the sliders too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Spencer, 2023 infielder from Keller, uh, plays for the Arlington A's, going to Texas Wesleyan. Magnus Nelson, 2023 right-handed pitcher from Westlake, uh, plays for Lone Star Sanders, um, committed to San Francisco, the Dons. Okay, um, the Dons. Yeah, you know, we, you know, you mentioned HBU a little earlier, but they got a big one with Braden Gilly, 2023 right-handed yeah, pitcher big, from Deer Yeah, big, big righty, a lot of strikes, um, competitor. Um, man, HBU, man, they're they're doing they're, it right. Uh, yeah, they're just going after the 12 guys. Well, and um, they're they're not they're not leaving Houston really, you know, not exactly. that much. And, yeah, they're um, following the model. They're following the model for sure. Um, Jack Hickerson, 2024, uh, he made the area code team. Right-handed pitcher from Denton Geyer, pushed for the Tigers, committed to th- Baylor. Throws really hard, really hard, and he's got a lot more in the tank. Yeah, um, Bryce McCain, a guy that we've both seen at the uh, Wednesday Scout stuff with the Blue Jays, uh, right-handed yeah. pitcher. He's committed, yeah. uh, from Alito. He's Tigers he's, committed to McClinton. He's fun. Um, I'm I'm writing him up from from the notes section from that game, and uh, yeah, he's there's a lot to like there, and there's also a lot that I think is going to be tapped into development wise. It can unlock even more. Um, mm-hmm. I can see why McClinton saw him at that first Blue Jays game and and jumped on that one right away. Um, now they're probably crossing their fingers, like, don't be too good. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about that one. A guy, like, kind of one of those rare 23s that just almost came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't really know, admittedly, I didn't really know much about him. And I uh, heard some buzz about him after the first Blue Jays game, and you mentioned him, you sent some stuff to me. I was like, man, I, that looks really good. I don't really know anything about him. And uh, he's yeah. the real deal. He definitely is that. Um Next on the list, Chris Perez, 2024, left-handed pitcher um, from Taylor, uh, right outside of Austin, plays for Lone Star, uh, going to Houston. Oh, yeah, he was number 99, yeah, for from the pudge. Um, threw the ball well. He's got some velocity in there, competed mm-hmm. well. Um, breaking ball's got a chance. Um, yeah, that's that's a solid get. Yeah, and then last on the list for us today, Stetson Callaway, 2023 right-handed pitcher from Tuscola, uh, home of Colt McCoy. I was going to say Colt McCoy, but I kept saying, well, he went to Jim Ned. Why didn't he go to Tuscola? Tuscola, Jim Ned, yeah. Um, dirt, uh, place for the Dirt Bags, recently committed to Western Texas. So that wraps us up for the uh, commitments that we got down for this week. So good into the week. All right, so football predictions. Let's hear them. Hold on, the... hold on. Let me let me find last week's sheet because okay. All right, what was your what was your okay? You, you I was 30, 20. 30 to twenty, mm-hmm. and I was thirty four seventeen. Mm-hmm. So who wins that? Let's see. You do. You had a seventeen off. Because yeah. you were you know, you right. had them covering, I didn't have them covering. You 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 did guess their score though, right? But I yeah my my point my point spread was not close. Enough. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it again, yeah. again. That that was a because uh, I was kind of I was in misery, but just kind of following along as I was heading back to my hotel, and uh, um, I didn't really get to see much of anything until like kind of the game. I, I saw I I got to tune in when the overshone hit happened basically right around them, which was a yeah. stupid targeting call. Just terrible. Um, Two weeks in a row for him. Yeah. It's, it's just brutal. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they just kind of, you know, just won the game. Like the, you know, did, didn't really freak out when the score got tight, you know, just, they got down early, you know, UTSA onside kick trick play and, you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Here we well, go again. It's like, it, it's like we said. It was a, you know, it was a great game to display the culture. Yes. Because they, you know, we've seen some teams in years past that 
when that onside kick and then the oh, next yeah. play is a flea, uh, you know, a halfback pass for a touchdown, yep. you're like, oh boy. But they figured it out. And from that moment on, they went on a 34 to three run. How so, about that? That's, that's yeah. quite the, uh, that's quite well, the response for sure. And you know, it's funny, like apparently there's a bunch of UTSA guys that are banged up this week, um, which is a good sign to me because that means we were really physical. Um, and you know, that that's how I felt coming out of the Alabama game on our side. We were yes. just beat up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, you know, I think I thought that was a really good sign. You know, sometimes it just takes a while to get going and you got to weather that storm. And they did and um, won decisively. So it's been a while since we could say that. So good, good win all the way around for the Horns. Yeah. And the Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys. How about that? Yeah, that was uh, that was unexpected. That was unexpected. But you know what? When you got a player like Micah Parsons on defense, you got yeah, man, he's really really good. Um, One of my favorite guys I ever saw at the the Army All American stuff down in San Antonio. Um, Really good. Uh, Steelers went exactly like I thought it would. Unfortunately. Their, their offense is just a disaster, and people can cry for Kenny Pickett, but until they fire Matt Canada, there's really not much that's going to change there. Um, prediction time. So what do you got for, for Lubbock? We know Lubbock sold out. It's uh, – I think they're Well, first it sounds like Ewers like, is going to play. You th- is he really? That's what, it, that's what the word this morning is. Your former boss is putting that out there. So hmm. um, – but um, – that. Sounds like he's going to play. So I'm going to assume that he's at least semi-healthy. And with him semi-healthy, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 41 to – I'm going to go 41 to 23. 41 to 23. Long words. Hmm. So, don't try to do all that. Don't try to do all the math and and do the the prices right. I'm not trying to do all the math. I was okay. I was looking at where Texas Tech ranks in um um FEI and a couple other stuff. Um, this isn't like S and P plus, but it's FEI, which is kind of similar. And Texas is all the way up to number eight. Um, overall which is wow i'm i'm uh that's but if you think about their performance against alabama and how they've done the first two game, other two games it kind of matches up um man lubbock is is sometimes just produces weird stuff um i think it's going to produce weird stuff again but I, I just i have a hard time seeing a way that texas loses this game unless they put Ewers out there and he's not healthy and it's he's just not the same guy. And then you're kind of scratching your head. Do you pull the plug on that? And um no, nothing nothing will ever surprise you in Lubbock. True. So true. That's that's the only hesitation I have. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 38-33 Texas with Texas Tech just scoring kind of a late almost garbage time-ish touchdown. Okay. Um, but I'm going 38. I'm going 38-33. Um, okay. I think that place is that place is going to be rocking. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're coming off. Ooh, they're coming off that tough game at NC State. They're, I mean, NC State's really physical, especially yeah, on they defense. They beat you up, man. They, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a – to a tough little stretch them two OT game against Houston that they won and the losing at NC state. Um, yeah, that, they could be a little bit banged up, but I'll just kind of bet on the chaos happening in Lubbock. And then eventually the better team just figures out a way to win the game. Um, and I think that's going to be Texas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, All right. yeah, strong, let's, strong start to see to for the Horns. Yeah. Let's head to Arizona. Shout out to the Knowles three. No. Oh, Feeling good. Maybe we get Jordan Travis back this week against BC. Be good. But yeah, going out to Arizona, I'm going to depend on you for uh for food recommendations or anything like that. So um 
I'm just hoping yeah. my eardrum doesn't explode on the flight. Um, Me too. <laughs> that that would be You're that sick. would be bad. That would be a bad situation yeah. there. Um, and I, you know, I have to like you have to like sign language me stuff from the from the uh, from the dugout. You know, they're like, pretty it, they're pretty simple. So I think you could do it. <laughs> yeah, you it's just the way go. We're go. Yeah, go. go. Everybody has a green light. Go. Just keep running. So uh, we're, we're excited to head out to Arizona. Thanks for tuning in and listening. You can follow us at Five Tool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you're following all the Five Tool coverage Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all over the place. I'm really excited to head out to, uh, to participate in this event. Hopefully, we come back with some W's. Uh, hopefully, we come back with some, most importantly, some great experiences for these kids and some great opportunities of exposure for these guys helping them with their recruiting process and, uh, and and getting out there in front of some college coaches. So really looking forward to that. And we'll have a full recap of that uh, next week. But until we talk to you all next time, uh, we're heading out to Arizona. Have a good weekend. Take care.